Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece, and here with Samantha Tradilius. How are you, girl? You know what? I'm so good. It's Thursday today we're recording. It, it, is, it is Thursday, Friday Eve, as some people like to refer to it. I've got great power lip on it, and I'm ready for it. Let's do it. I got, I got none, so I'll just, uh, I'll just steal a little of your energy uh, from, from the power lip. I would appreciate that. Um, you know, anyone who's known me for any period of time probably knows that one of the things I love to say is, is, uh, if I had to do it again, I wouldn't have been so linear in my career path, at least early on. I feel like I've gotten a little more, um, varied as I've gotten older, but I was, I was a little hyper-focused and linear in my early age. And so that's always the one piece of advice I give to people who are coming out of college is to sort of be open to that meandering journey. So, our guest today, I, I, well, I love you just because I love you. But one of the things I really love about you, Rosemary, is um, your meandering journey. So we have with us today, Rosemary or Orozco. Yes. Struggle with that a little bit, but it's the coolest name ever. Thank you, Stacey. Um, and you, I, what I, you are amazing because you, you are Bay Area native, Northern California native. And started out in, you know, at San Francisco State studying broadcast journalism, but then maybe law, but then some modeling and then, hey, maybe I'll be a meteorologist. You are an Emmy award winning um, journalist as well. So yeah. and then, by the way, because women don't do enough, you've also tagged on <laughs> a, an amazing fashion line, which I will will get to also. But I do want to kind of start with the early days of your career. And and you did that meandering career that that and, and cobbled together what are seemingly unrelated things. But I think there's a lot of relation as you sort of meandered that path. So tell us a little bit about how you got started and how those how those steps came into play. <laughs> I think I would just have to chop it up to ignorance. You know, there are some people that, uh, you know, research something to death and overthink things to the no end. And I just don't do that. I look at something. I like the idea and I jump in kind of head Love that. for Love better that. or worse. And they're not, you know, it's not always better. Sometimes it's worse, but that's kind of, you know, the story of my life, I think in a nutshell. So you're currently a meteorologist for our local Fox affiliate here in, in the San Francisco Bay Area. Yes. And, and you said you you said at one point that meteorology was not your lifelong dream. Like, I, I mean, honestly, I'm a mortgage banker. Like people don't grow up going, God, I wish I could be a mortgage banker when I grow up. So um, how did that even come to play in your life? Uh, so again, I was... Uh... Uh, I didn't even know which college I wanted to go to. So I started at a local community college in Sacramento and I was taking uh, broadcast journal. No, I was taking T. No, I was taking news writing class. No such thing as TV at the moment. I was just taking news writing classes. I was also studying kind of on the side, the idea of maybe being an interior designer. And so I was just playing around, you know, I was taking piano lessons. I was all over the place. And through this news writing class, I was introduced to a broadcast journalism class in which, you know, you get in front of the camera and it scared me half to death so much so that I was hooked. So it was like, I had to conquer it. I had to sort of get over that anxiety that, uh, you know, is driven by the fear of performance and being in front of the camera or talking to people because I didn't grow up 
enjoying that. You know, I hated debate. I hated having to get in front of the class and do book reports and, and essay, you know, uh, giving any type of show and tell, anything like that would just send me, you know, running out the door. So it was just something that grabbed me and uh, I decided to, I wanted to conquer it. I think that's kind of how it went. Which is kind of the best story, right? Because it's like when you don't know what you don't know, you just kind of jump in and here you are. So I want to talk a little bit about the industry of, you know, TV and news and what it's like to be a woman in that field. And how long have you been on in the news? How long have you been doing that? Uh, So I graduated from SF State in 1998. Okay. And in the beginning, I went through, I, I graduated as a broadcast journalist. I did uh, my very first job, TV news anchor slash reporting. And then it wasn't until my second gig in Santa Barbara that I began filling in for the weather team when they were on vacation or sick. And then my news director said, I tell you what, if you go back to school for meteorology, I'll give you the weekend weather position. And so for a long time, I kind of played both sides, you know, news and weather. And so when I, in, you know, in my bio on KTVU, when I say, you know, weather hasn't, wasn't always like what I knew I wanted to do, but once I got into it and studied it and just the phenomenal um, amount of information uh, that we, that I learned about weather, I was hooked. It was kind of like my new love. So even though I think I feel like I'm, a journalist at heart, uh, I definitely, like weather has definitely become my love as well. But it sounds like you are very like open to opportunities, even if they aren't the path or the direction you thought you'd go. And I think that's where maybe a lot of us, especially as women struggle a little bit that we, we think we need to do this and then that'll take us to this and that'll take us to this. And we've got this end goal. And, and um, it sounds like just maybe having more of an open mind to hearing suggestions and and if they're not where we thought we'd go being open to the opportunity that maybe it just takes us in a different direction that we're supposed to head um that i it feels like maybe that's what drove you at least early on in your career yes i just i i feel like uh, exactly what you said you know just look at every opportunity um don't necessarily take the safe route i don't know for whatever reason and I, I know that we want and gravitate towards the safe route. Yeah, always. Um, it's just, it's easy. Yeah. It's comfortable. Well, but it's not we, always right. It's, and not, it's not always right. right. And no. I think, uh, I think during COVID, there was this huge revelation by so, a large uh, number of people, you know, they realized I don't even like my job. I don't <laughs> want to go back to my job. Why am I doing this? I don't Why like it anymore. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, so now you have so many people like going back to school or changing careers or figuring out what works for them. And and so that I'm actually, you know, even though it's kind of turned the world upside down, uh, you know, I'm happy for those people that have decided. I always think um, that it's so interesting when you're reporting the news or, you know, when you're watching the news yeah. and you're there, the broadcasters are giving the stories and you've got to be thinking like, in their mind, are they just like, I can't believe I'm freaking talking about this. <laughs> I always wonder how you guys keep such a straight face and you're just not like, are you kidding me? Because people are bananas out there. People are, yes. The world has, has gone a little tipsy-turvy. And uh, so a- another thing that um, I don't 
put out a, a lot um, as far as like the information out there, but I also teach on-air performance and news writing at SF State. And so during this, you know, during the on-air performance class, I try to explain to my students who come in and not really uh, know exactly what that means is even when we're doing TV news, even though we are ourselves, we're still performing, yeah. right? It's kind of like, um, if I have to do a show that starts at four o'clock in the morning and I'm, you know, Hey, how's it going? The weather's going to be great. Let me tell you what you can expect this weekend. And people will say, God, I saw you at five o'clock this morning and you have so much energy. And well, it's a performance. It, you know, during the commercial break, I'm like this half asleep, you know, just waiting. My eyes are shut. I'm just trying to rest for a second. But the minute the camera goes on, you just have to dial it in and do your job. No, so. it's, Phenomenal. So now let's talk fashion, because if you've ever seen Rosemary in person, she is a stunning woman. And I saw you, where was I? I don't know where I was in uh, at an event in Menlo Park. And I saw you cross the room. And I was like, I, I, I know her and I don't know why. And then I realized, you know, I'd seen you on the TV before, um, but you were wearing this amazing dress. And then I started to learn a little bit more about your collection. Um, so talk to us a little bit about like where you came up with, hey, now I'm going to do fashion. And, you know, now here it is. So tell us about what you're doing. I know. Crazy, right? Uh, by the way, I think you, you two both are beautiful and I love your energy. And uh, again, thank you for having me on. By the way, that was an Azadeh Couture a dress that I was wearing. Uh, she always, or she likes to dress me up and send me on my way. And she, you know, of course does a great job at making me I mean, any designer fabulous. should want to dress you up. Let's be honest. Like you can't, <laughs> you could wear a freaking plastic bag and people would go buy it for $500 cause they want to look like you. I mean, I, as, I a short, I as a short person, I always am so like, I just think tall, beautiful women are amazing and you fit the bill. So yeah. yes. oh my we, uh, we fancy ourselves tall and we are not. We're not. We're not. Can I carry you in my pockets all day? You guys are great <laughs> uh, ego boosters. I will say, you know, that one of the drawbacks about being tall is I can't wear those very cute, like wedge uh, heels that, you know, people love to wear where they're like an inch in the front and three or four inches in the back. Oh, you know, okay. Like well, you, know, you, you already That's have right. the height. We do it for height, Rosemary. You don't need it. <laughs> like we're, we're, we're trying to make up for our shortcomings and by shortcomings, I mean that literally. <laughs> Goodness. You ladies are great. Uh, okay, back to the question. I think it was yeah, design, I your, design, your collection. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So Ozaday, going back to Ozaday, once again, when I was at SF State, I also did some modeling part-time. And this is when Ozaday had gone from many, many years overseeing BB to her own collection. And so I had the opportunity to be one of her models. And so just kind of, you know, kept in touch for a little bit and then lost touch for a long time because I was traveling all over building my career. She stayed here, continued to succeed in her uh, industry. And I have this one dress that I wore for her back in college that I still have. And during COVID, I put it on and took a picture and I sent it to her. And I said, do you remember me? Do you remember this dress? Of course I remember you, but she didn't realize that I was actually in the Bay Area doing TV news. So we got back together, we started chatting and 
Long story short, I told her that because of the industry I'm in, you know, a lot of times I'll get comments from women who, you know, I love that dress you were wearing today. I have a wedding to go to. Can you tell me where you got it? Or, you know, kind of that thing happens on occasion. And so I said, I have this like crazy idea. Maybe I want to do my own dresses. And then she said, well, it's COVID and I'm kind of stuck at home right now. So let's do it. And that was almost, that was two years ago. How great. And you've got like the perfect marketing, you, and you're in front of everybody all the time. I mean, check all the yes, 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 this makes sense boxes. <laughs> and I'm, you know, it, interestingly enough, I am not comfortable uh, selling my own brand. It makes me nervous. I feel I, like in TV news and weather, I'm offering a public service and it's not about me. It's about the message that I'm giving to people. And so then to turn around and ask people to, hey, do you like this? Will you buy? Uh, I'm very, it, I, it's really hard for me to do sales and marketing. In fact, this I hate the it. Thing. Hate this marketing the thing sales. about women though. This is the thing. Cause like, I'm the same way. I'm a salesperson in my job of insurance and risk management. But when it comes to like sparkle stuff and like asking people for money, I always feel like, you know, a little weird about it. And I don't know what that is that we have in us because people will contribute or get involved with what we're doing, but it is, please, what do you think that is? Is that like, it's, well, it's definitely not, it's not fear of failure from either one of you because you're both so successful. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Maybe as women, we have a little bit of that fear of no, that's always kind of in the back of our head. And, um, it just, I, for me, I know that drives it a little bit. I, I, I struggle even, you know, at the, at this ripe old age, having done sales for a million years, I still have that little fear of no. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's so much easier to sell you than it, it Samantha, like I could, I can talk about you all day long and sell you all day long. It's really hard for me to do the same about me. We, you know, we're, I don't know, we're humbled and, and we're, I don't know. Why, why are, why can't we do that? Rosemary, we're, we're why I don't know. Can we figure this out? If we could figure this out. Right. We'd be rich because your collection is beautiful. Like those pieces are stunning. Uh-huh. I like the, um, my favorite is the, the wrap halter top in white, the, the, um, the one that ties in the front. It's yes. yes, yes. We still have a, a few of those. We do very small batch. So we only produce a dozen items at a time. And so oh, that's cool. That's cool. So yes. when you come up with the idea, I always like to ask, like, what's the, the life cycle of idea to clothing on rack? Like, how long does that take? What's that process like? To be honest, I am not sure because you know, <laughs> we launched during COVID and it has been the strangest two years. Uh, we, you know, Azadeh can, can come, we can come together and she can lay out designs, I would say in a week, you know, a, a full collection, <laughs> you know, and, but then getting it to the production manufacturing with COVID, we were just, there were so many roadblocks. I can't even yeah. remember. I Maybe I just choose not to remember because it was so Probably painful. not a typical life cycle over the last two years. Yes, because, you know, even though she managed to keep some of her pattern makers, a lot of production places were shut down. Uh, and so it made it really difficult. And then even when we did produce items, that was at a time when you could not get more than 10 people together. It was 
you know, against regulation. And then even if you found 10 people to maybe come and take a look at your new items, you know, maybe there were three or four people that didn't feel comfortable mingling with people they didn't know or other people. And you had to understand everybody's fear during COVID, but it made it really, really difficult to do anything. I feel like in the last six months, I have seen so much more movement, you know, from fashion shows to meeting you women and being able to do this with you guys, which I I really love. This is uh, having a great time. Uh, But just in a nutshell, I think the last six months has really changed things. And so, you know, maybe in six months from now, I can tell you, answer that question better. But for the last two years, it's just been insane. A nightmare. It's just a nightmare for every industry. And ongoing. We and we just blame everything on supply chain, whether it is or not. That's, that's just gonna that's the new that's the new excuse. If you're late, just blame it on the supply chain. Supply chain. Right. Um yes. what, now we have inflation to deal with. Yeah, supply right. Chain. Uh what kind of challenges do you have? I mean, you, you said you do small batch, like 10, 12 pieces, like that's gotta create its own challenges especially I don't mean to bring up supply chain but uh with all these sort of supply chain issues if you're not running bigger batches does that then bring you different challenges with your line and its availability yes so you know for the last a couple of years it's been fine because we can only spread the word about our our startup through word of mouth and a little bit of uh, publicity but I think that our brand, I almost feel like we gain one client at a time uh, because we just, our fabrics are are amazing, but you don't know that unless you can touch and feel it. You know, it's hard to sell this to somebody online or through Instagram who wants to, you know, pay, you know, $15.99 for the same dress. uh, And we're, we're charging maybe a premium because we are designing and manufacturing here in the Bay area. Uh, So it's really hard to get people to come on board until they see it, feel it, touch it, wear it. That's I think when we, we build our clientele. So for the last, so during COVID, it was a really, a real struggle, but I think in the next year or so, now that things are turning on and things are starting to happen, uh, we'll definitely have to figure out how to up that production, whether we go to LA or you know maybe a different area of, of the US. I'm also really, really excited about this company in New York that almost does, uh, you know, it, they, they make the item once it's already been purchased. So if you purchase it from oh, me- kind of oh, on demand. On yes. demand. Yes, exactly. Thank you. And in, I love that idea for a number of reasons. I don't have to keep the inventory, you know, yeah. Stacey, you place the order three days, they manufacture it, they ship it to you directly. And, and it's, it's amazing. The quality is amazing. They're knits. Uh, secondly, as we know, uh, with fast fashion and everything that has kind of happened over the last um, so many years, uh, the impact of uh, fashion and clothing on the environment is yeah. huge, you know, way more clothing. Uh, you know, I hadn't thought about that at all. Yeah. Way more clothing than it could ever be worn is produced and then is burned or trashed or, you know, it's just... So that would prevent overproduction and having all, you know, extras that then what do we do with these? Yes, exactly. Just the effort. And I have a lot of clients that have inventory and stock and all these different like Amazon-esque like type of warehouses and the insurance and just the cost is 
you know, to store and house and, and, you know, and these things are turning all the time. So I would like to define your clothing as grown ass women clothes. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's clothes for grown up women that have like, we're ready to like spend a little bit of energy on ourselves. Probably not going to see them on TikTok. Is that a fair statement? <laughs> oh, like there's some grown ass women on TikTok. But it's not a $15 situation. And I think as we get back into getting dressed again, get out of the sweatpants, <laughs> we're now done with that. Um, it's really nice to see a line that's made with quality and it's, you know, thoughtful designs and designs that can really enhance a woman's body. Because at the end of the day, like we're all not built the same, but, you know, we all want to look great and feel great. Um, and so that's what your line kind of represents to me. You know, when I, when I look at the pictures and the website and I'm actually seeing the clothing in person, it's like, it's beautiful. It really is. It's stunning. Thank you. It's yeah. It's, it's at least right now, if you remember last year when we were struggling, trying to come out of COVID, you know, we've done a lot of back and forth between now and the last summer, but when we were coming out last year, nobody cared what they were going to, you know, wear back to work. Everybody worried about what am I going to wear on vacation? Everybody was yeah. so <laughs> overdue for like getaway vacation. Yeah. And so not only our brand, but I think most brands were sort of jumping on that bandwagon about, okay, people, you know, they're going to still do Zoom for, for many months ahead when it comes to work, but people want to go somewhere and they want new items to wear. And so that was sort of the first time that we said, we're going to really kind of turn our attention towards resort wear, which has been really popular. And so we kind of have kept that a little bit. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I definitely, our summer warm weather item, we have a lot of warm weather items and resort wear right now, which is a little tough in the Bay area because, you know, in the Bay area, half the time it, it's really cold. <laughs> By the way, I went out to dinner last night at the new restoration hardware in the city. And it was like 95 in Nevada where I'm at. I go into the city and it's Fall, like I had a full blown jacket and like boots on for San Francisco summer. It's, you know, it's a something special. Yeah. That's say, if it's cold where you are, you know, just uh, as you know, as a meteorologist, just drive 15 minutes. You'll find the weather you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. So maybe absolutely. you sell in Marin more than you sell in the city. That's all. Although I do have to say the resort wear that you have on, on your site, like, honestly, I would wear that. I would wear that to work. I I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think, it's, I think it's just all beautiful and, and, um, versatile and not, you know, time, not, I don't want to say not trendy, but not specific to, um, a season or a year. Like, I feel like I could buy those pieces and wear them for the next 20 years, as long as I didn't gain 40 pounds, which, you know, could happen. I mean, I, I, I uh, we try really hard not to, but that reminds me, I have a Peloton coming later today. I may be the last person on the planet to own a Peloton. Hey, you know what? Did you get so it on sale? Because they're probably on sale right now, right? Like post-COVID, they're they they probably have inventory people. Yes, yes. But and I think going back to like being women and being women who get up and get dressed every day. And I think there's something to be said about putting yourself together in a way that makes you feel beautiful. And clothing is such an easy way to do that. And good clothes, you know? And I think so many of these brands, I mean, even brands that have been around forever have gone down this like rat hole of like this like leisure look, like I'm done with leisure. Like I need, I need some like 
grown ass women clothes to go out into this world again as I re-enter. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that more, I wish more lines would kind of adhere to, but I, I don't know, like they just kind of go with the trends. So thank you for not going with the trucks. Thank you for going with, with what the women want. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Thank and you I, I feel like Rosemary in your position, like our, our news people that we saw every morning, every evening, you guys did get up and get dressed and you were, you were fully dressed for two years while the, like, do you feel like you missed out on the Lululemon two years adventure? <laughs> Are you, you, I mean, were you bummed that you didn't get to play with the rest of us in sweatpants and ponytails? Because like you guys, always, like throughout the whole thing, you guys kept looking amazing. And the rest of us like had no makeup on, maybe had showered two days earlier, <laughs> cleaned up if we had a Zoom or, you know, maybe we just stay off camera. I mean, there's that. There's always that option. Yeah, I was envious quite often. Uh... Was that just me that did that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think Fleece and I would always have so there was a thing called, was a Room Raider? Was that what it was? Uh, yeah. It was like on Twitter. So when all of the broadcasters were broadcasting at home, you would, and people, everyone was home, you'd see people would just like nonsense in the back. And you're like, hey, like you're on TV. Can, yes. you, can you please put a background to a professional? Please and I would have like, it was, there was a Twitter account that you could actually see like, okay, yeah, this was, one's it was not right great. In my room and all of those Zoom interviews on television and all the personalities, they literally would take screenshots and rate the background, uh, you know, whether it looked like a death chamber or, you know, 42,000 books was about 41,000 too many. <laughs> But that must have been like crazy hard to shift from going to the studio every day. And then everyone's like, how did they figure that out? I mean, was that, that a challenge? A great point. That is such a great point. You know, really hats off to our tech people and the people who handle that stuff. Because yes, for my entire career, that has been per pretty much my one gripe about, you know, it, it would be so nice to be able to work from home or even better, go to Europe for the summer and work from my laptop. <laughs> Never. I have to be in studio every single day. No doubt about it. And then all of a sudden here comes COVID and they're like tossing us out of the building in like two, you know, one, two, three days. We're out like everybody and everybody's home and everybody's working from, you know, their dining room table. And I never imagined in my career that anything like that would ever occur and they did it you like could that. tell you could tell the news people who had the um and i know there's an official name i don't know what it is the the um noise absorption things on the walls oh. you could tell the ones who had put them up and the ones who hadn't oh my gosh initially there were a lot that hadn't and i was like oh people come on if we're gonna be home let's get let's let's absorb a little so we don't get that echo Oh I gosh. just want to know that like, I'm cool if we want to go back to like staying home at one o'clock in the afternoon and like drinking because there was something, <laughs> nothing else to do. When can we go back to that? Okay. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to sign up. <laughs> God, there's just too much. It's like the fire hose is turned on. Um, yeah. So here's a great question, Rosemary. And we just have a couple more minutes, like for women that are out there and they're listening to your story going, oh my gosh, like, how would I, what do I do? Like, what would be your best advice for a woman who's thinking about, you know, starting a, a career in designing clothing? Like, what do you think like would be like, if you knew then what you know now kind of thing? Yes. And I mean let's pretend like they didn't model for Azadeh 20 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, we'll push 
pretend they're starting a little further back than that. Uh, and you know, I mean, honestly, uh, ladies, I don't know if I have that answer. I am still struggling, you know, with sort of the path myself. I, um, I just try to do what I find fun and is going to make me happy. And I am just the kind of person that if I don't know how to do it, I'll fake it till I make it. I'll mark it. You know, we, yeah, we've I seen just, your stuff. You're not struggling. You might still be learning, <laughs> but I would never call you struggling. <laughs> but I, I do think too, to be able to be a woman that's got so many different parts of her and your journey of getting there. I think it's super cool and super inspirational. And the whole point of inspired is to share women who get up and do a little bit more than just take a breath and breathe every day. And you are a living walking example of that. I mean, you're educating, you're teaching us all about what we need to know as a public, you know, group. And then you're, you know, embodying, you know, the femininity and enhancing that for women all over with your new collection. So we thank you for your time today. It was so cool and such an honor. You're such a wonderful person. Um, everybody else, get out there this week, be inspired, and we will absolutely get the uh, link for the website for the collection and uh, all of Rosemary's wonderful information so you can follow her more on social media. Guys, get out there, be inspired.